Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are still moving along in 2020 and making this the best decade ever. So I was just in Arizona and Florida and meeting just some amazing people. Dr. Ivan Meisner having his 35th anniversary of Business Networking International, BNI, with his 250,000 live members. Uh, and we are all good to go. So how are you doing, Andrea? I'm Hunky Dory, back from uh, wherever I was. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, Mexico, Belize. Uh, fl- I stopped and did a tour through Florida and saw many of our business friends and acquaintances so that we can uh, really be on the game for 2020. So super exciting year ahead. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I am redoing some nonsense because I met with Lorenzo Hickey, and he's a, he's a big nonsense fan. And he brought to my attention something that I didn't know was happening. There are a lot of people choosing to do uh, um, a sex change and then doing a double sex change. So it's really hard to keep track of, you know, who they are and where they are in life. So really, really cool stuff happening. Well, it's, uh, I, I'm so glad that Lorenzo's on board with a nonsense book because, you know, nothing warms my heart more than hearing your uh, nonsense book on nonsense. <clears throat> I, I, it makes me so happy. <laughs> well, he's got a he's got a Phoenix Rising book coming out, and it's going to be about empowered women in Arizona, and and then he has a, an Arizona Leaders book. We're going to have that beautiful Arizona flag on the front cover. So Lorenzo was quite the host. Uh, really enjoyed spending time with my brother, and of course, it really talks about the power of connection because uh, we were at an event, gosh, a couple years ago, and we just happened to be walking by. Another event going on to the the airport, and it was uh, driven. And you met Lorenzo and said, "You got to meet this guy." And just in a little five minute conversation, all of these big things have happened since then. So, uh, we have a great guest today talking about the power of connection and focusing on the LinkedIn experience. So, let's go ahead and introduce him and bring him on. Oh, fabulous! Well, we have Ted Pedromo, and Ted, I met—I think I've known Ted for maybe twelve years now—and he is America's leading LinkedIn coach, and he is the best-selling, award-winning author of *The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business* and *The Ultimate Guide to Twitter for Business*. He's also a speaker, an author, an online advertising consultant, and he generates leads for his clients using Google AdWords and Facebook, LinkedIn, <coughs> Twitter, and other social media platforms. He also teaches online and in-person classes on LinkedIn, Twitter, and online advertising. And in his past life, he used to work for high-tech companies like IBM, DEC, and Cellular One before starting his own consulting firm in 1999. So now he's the founder of Search Marketing Simplified, which is a (coughs) full-service online marketing agency. And he designs and implements advanced LinkedIn and social media lead generation strategies. So, um, you know, really another thing about him, he's been working with the internet since 1991 way before Al Gore invented it <laughs> that's pretty cool well let's bring him on hey how are you doing Ted good Al and I are old buddies you know <laughs> yeah well I mean not not old enough and not good enough I mean what is it up with the fact that Al Gore takes all the credit and doesn't give you any of the credit I know really what a, what's up with that <laughs> so I had a big he question for you. bandwagon after it was already rolling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the biggest question of the hour, and I'm sure a lot of audience members after hearing, you know, your introduction want to know this. And I think the show is going to be all downhill from here. But how do you fit in online and offline teaching and, and coaching at the same time? That's incredible. Well, over the years, I used to do the BNI thing. I did all the local networking events long time ago, and it was okay, and then the economy tanked in 2008, and like, literally our groups disbanded, because all the businesses went out of business, literally. Mm. Yeah. That's when I really went back to the online, embraced that, and now I'm kind of shifting back to doing more offline networking. I'm finding people really want a a face-to-face connection, this virtual connection not really working. 
Yeah, of course, because when you're actually hanging with somebody, there's so many other things that are happening. You're catching their body language, you're going into more in-depth conversations, and you're also figuring out, I think, on a deeper analysis, how you can connect them to other people, and that that happens virtually best from an an offline experience. Exactly. Nothing like shaking someone's hand and actually exchanging business cards. But some people still do that. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, you're talking to one of the queens of turning the business card into a selfie and connecting people right out of the gate. I mean, I, I've met so many people because of Andrea's prowess of meeting amazing people and then making that connection directly to the Key Smiling Movement or to leaders in the Key Smiling Movement. And what happens is that really cements her as the the giver, the connector, and it also uh, gives them value, and it also has her the one that's talked about uh, as a, you know a publicist or a person that really is good at connecting people. So let's talk about um, your your journey, your beginning uh, when you came basically into childhood. Was there something in childhood that said, "Hey, I love people. I wanna um, I wanna do something in my life that has to do with bringing people together." No, actually, it was, I used to take things apart at home and make my mother really mad. I'd take things apart and put them back together. <laughs> I'd take a radio apart and put it back together, or like, you know, start playing with the TV, and she's like, stop it. <laughs> and that's how I got into, actually, the computer industry. I was fixing computers in the 1980s, just as they were rolling out into offices. Oh, Cool. So you have kind of a reverse engineering mind, so that's how you're able to help people really dive into getting their goals or their uh, their strategies in place for LinkedIn. Is that kind of correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of apply. I like doing stuff with my hands, but I also <laughs> like solving problems. So it's like I was fixing computers in the early 80s, and then computer networking was being invented. I was learning that. Digital Equipment Corporation was one of the... Involved, they were involved with creating internet and uh, ethernet. So I was learning networking as it was being developed. And then I got into Cellular One when they had 40 employees way back when we had, like in San Francisco area, I think we had 5,000 subscribers. Hmm. So I've kind of got this knack of getting in at the beginning of all these trends. And what do you, what do you attribute that to? How, how do you sniff that out? I think it's just a lot of it's intuition and just it all started back. Actually, my mother said when I was like less than a year old, I was on the doctor's office. He has a big scale, which is basically where they do exam table. I started taking apart the scale. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of started there. I just kind of I kind of have a knack of figuring out how things work and how people work. So if I your computer's not working, I could figure that out. If your relationship's not working or you're not getting enough leads, I kind of can see where the problems are in your sales funnel. And, and where were you born? Back in Pennsylvania, Warren, Pennsylvania. Oh. And, and how long did you spend most of your life there? Where do you live now? No, I live in San Francisco. Once I finished school, I moved to California when I was 21 because the jobs in the computer industry were in Boston or Silicon Valley at the time. Like, in San Francisco, I, I mean, that's Silicon so, Valley. <laughs> well, San Francisco, I mean, it's such a cheap place to live. I mean, you barely even have to work there and everything's just handed to you. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like oh, the number two here, most expensive Silicon area? Silicon Valley was just getting started. It was like wild because you drive around and there weren't that many buildings yet. And they actually had big display boards outside. They weren't electronic. The old put the letters in the board kind of thing. It says, we're looking for these kind of engineers. And you could literally walk in with your resume, hand it to the receptionist, and you'd have a job within 24 hours. But isn't it true, like, San Francisco is, like, the number two most expensive place to live right now in the U.S.? Oh, we could be number one now. Cause it might be number one. Of control. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that that's really says a lot about you really having high standards that you're actually with all the people that can actually afford, you know, to even get in the backseat of a Lyft and Uber driver, forget about a limousine. Right. <laughs> so um, we were just, we were just on, we were on the phone. Uh, we had a, a show a couple weeks ago with Perry Marshall, who uh, claimed he was the most expensive consultant in the world. 
And I told him that, thanks for telling me that because I'm going to raise my rates and be higher than him. But I was going to be the most expensive, but no one's hired me yet. So I'm not going to really claim that I'm the most expensive consultant at this point. So when you do this uh, work for people, how how expensive and what is the ROI that people can kind of expect when they're having these problems of connecting with the right people? Well, it's, it's hard to measure the ROI because everybody has different markets. Right. Uh, Perry was my actually very first mentor when I got into this online <laughs> world. So we're good friends. Oh, cool. oh wow. So I know, I know Perry well. <laughs> yeah. Perry's cool. He's so cool. So, um, well, yeah. Let's let me take the question a little different direction. So people have uh, their business is challenged and they have a need for more sales or more connections that are going to lead to sales. What is it that you do for them that allows them to be successful or shifts in things for them? So ever since I got into this, gosh, about 2001, I went to my first Internet marketing conference. There was a free lunch. Actually, they said a free they send you a postcard. It says hey, you want to learn how to set up an online business, you get a free lunch. So my friend and I are like, hey, I like free lunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. We went to this thing. <laughs> and we ended up buying an online store at the time. But everything, especially in the beginning of the internet marketing world, the early 2000s, people were ripping people off blindly. It's like, oh, they're just, they would teach you, set up your web page, sell this ebook for $1 and down at the bottom of the page, you make the print so small and it blends in with the background. So you don't see that you're going to be charging them $37 a month for ongoing membership. Yep. Like that's not legit. I just couldn't do that. So I kind of, from that point on, I kind of said I was the anti-internet marketer. I'm going to be honest and give people real value. And it's, it's paid off because I'm still doing it on 20 years later. That's awesome. So, Andrea, I know that you had a couple questions. Go ahead and bring it on. Okay. Well, Ted, you and I met uh, years ago. Uh, James Malinchek wrote the foreword for your one LinkedIn book, and uh, we met at his events. Um, I think 2007 is when I started going, so that's how long we've known each other. So, in those years, um, I followed your LinkedIn pattern, and um, within five months, I had um, had 30,000 connections. I now have almost 33,000 people follow me, so I wanted to first uh, let people know that, uh, obviously, your stuff works. (laughs) Hey, you actually did what I told you to do, too. (laughs) Yes. So now the second half is what I need to do is figure out how to monetize these relationships, because obviously I love people and um, I connect with them well. And I want to be able to make their part of the relationship even better for their businesses where they're monetizing the relationship by working with me. So that's the direction I'd love to see is um, how you are really making people uh, be able to see that in, in some certain ways. I think it comes back to my old days of going to those BNI meetings. You know, mm. every Friday morning at 7 a.m., you met people in person and you had conversations with people. And then we'd have our little breakout meetings. We'd meet at Starbucks or a local coffee shop and have conversations. What's happening on LinkedIn, for some reason, they think when you're online, you can just blast messages at people. They're not humans <laughs> at the other end. Right. Kind of like, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me until someone buys. And then you don't care if the other people are ignoring you. That's so kind of the new version of cold calling or robo calling even. So I teach That's all my clients and students, pretend you're sitting at Starbucks with a person one-on-one having a conversation. What would you say to that person? You don't walk up and say, hey, I'm Ted, buy from me. No, you get to know this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start doing that. Ken and I are going to do that now. <laughs> well, you go to conferences and you go to networking events and people do come up to you. They start pitching you the minute they meet you. They do. Yep. Well, or you and I do have something in common, Ted. Um, you know, you were slighted by Al Gore for helping him invent the Internet. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was the one who told them to drop the the and the LinkedIn. So when they first came out, it was the LinkedIn. And I and now it's just LinkedIn because I had told them. So, kind of a big deal. I, I knew I read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so LinkedIn's been around a while. Uh, would you mind sharing briefly the, the history and the transformation of LinkedIn? And then we're going to move to what's so different about it now 
and just take a couple minutes to share that, please. Yeah, Reed Hoffman was one of the founders, and he saw it as an opportunity to on a networking site, online networking. And what's interesting is like through the 80s and 90s when I was doing the computer industry and Cellular One, we had Rolodexes on our desk, those old things where you literally you had business cards and you rolled it to the S's to find an S, you know, somebody with their mm-hmm. last name S. So Reed Hoffman's idea was make that electronic. Because what happened in 2000, 2001 after the dot-com crash, I had a Rolodex of 20 years worth of really good contacts. But back then, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't even have personal email yet. So when all these companies went out of business in Silicon Valley, my Rolodex was useless because the, mm-hmm. the companies weren't there. That I couldn't get a hold of these people. So LinkedIn became my Rolodex, and I reconnected with a lot of my past networks because of that. Cool. And you remember the first days of LinkedIn, it was like, fill out this form. Basically, you go through a little wizard, and you put your resume online. And then you don't log in for a year because you're not looking for a job. Right. It was like the antisocial. It was like a recruiting tool. And if you weren't in the recruiting business, it was kind of just something to do for a day and then not do it again because you didn't need the job, as you said. So over time, they've made it more interactive. And the last three years since Microsoft took over, it's exploding. People are actually, they're logging in every day or at least once a week. Or even just a year ago, 70% of people only logged in once a month or less. Hmm. Pretty amazing. There was no reason to log in. Do you attribute that to uh, Facebook actually becoming, um, I guess, too social and ineffective for business and then Instagram kind of being the, the, their focus and so there needed to be a company that was really dealing more with the business conversation? It's amazing because my friend Alex Mondosian, he lives by me, so we get together for coffee. And he describes LinkedIn as a library where everybody's really quiet and polite. But you see that same person go to Facebook a minute later, and they're like at the playground. They let their hair down, and they're saying all kinds of really inappropriate things or attacking people. <laughs> so... <laughs> And it describes it really well because, you know, LinkedIn is like, if you post your vacation photos on LinkedIn, people start calling you out in the comments. Hey, that's, that's Facebook stuff. Get out of here with that. <laughs> so it's kind of neat the way they police that. That's cool. So Alex Mendozian has his uh, Q Smiling book coming out in, I guess, about a month or so. So that's so cool that you'll, we'll send you a copy of that soon. And that way you can take it to him for tea or coffee and give it to him as a gift. Yeah. That'll shock him. <laughs> I mean, that'll, that'll save, save us shipping to him. We can just ship it to you instead. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the beginning of the decade and people are overwhelmed in communications coming to them on their phone, messenger, WhatsApp, all this kind of stuff. How does, how do you recommend people take on 2020 so they're actually um, managing their time to have the most effective conversations that lead to sales abundance and uh, a balanced life so what i do kind of like you we're having fun on this call linkedin can be a boring library or we can have fun with it so i try to do short messages you know dean jackson <clears throat> Famous email marketer, brilliant marketing guy. So if you search Google for Dean Jackson nine-word email, he just sends a a short message to people, nine words or less, and asks a question. And it just if people are interested, they reply. Like I'm doing, I'm speaking in Denver next week, so I'm going to do a all-day mastermind day the day before. So I sent a message to my list and some people on LinkedIn that live in Denver. I said, hey, I'm doing a one-day mastermind in Denver next week. Would you like to join me? And I got 12 people signed up within two days. Nice. Mm. So just ask a simple question. Don't sell. It's just, hey, are you interested in this? Or are you still using LinkedIn to get clients? People always say, oh, I was doing it and it worked, but I stopped doing it. 
like, well. <laughs> so those cool. short so what, little interactions. And what are some, I guess, hacks or are there apps that you can use in conjunction with LinkedIn that help facilitate this being easier? Well, you have to be careful because LinkedIn doesn't like you to use third-party automation. And if you use a, any tools that are a Chrome browser-based extension, mm-hmm. they're on to that now, and they will shut down your account. Mm. And one client, you, he was sending 500 invitations a day through this automation. 500. Like, really? Do you need that many people in your network? <laughs> Well, they might if they're only selling them something, so only 1% of them are actually even reading it. The rest delete. <laughs> yeah. Now, he, you know, I don't know. When you, I try to teach people, it's really person to person. So you meet someone in person, what are you going to say to them? And they just, they, can't, they don't know what to answer. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so on LinkedIn, I get probably... 30 to 50 invitations to connect every day. And probably three out of four of them are basically, hey, I noticed we have something in common. Let's connect. And then they say, I can help you by. And they start pitching me in the invitation. My Mm -hmm. goodness. One day I said, let's connect so I can send you a survey. Like, what? (laughs) Why would I connect with you if you're going to start pitching me and selling you surveys? Yeah, that's crazy. So I, I'd like to take a minute to, or a couple minutes to just discuss for the person who may not be on LinkedIn or they are fed up with the fact that they haven't had an ROI from, or an ROE from all their time that they spent on LinkedIn. Let's pretend someone's starting fresh and they're going into LinkedIn. What's the approach someone should do about joining groups, who they connect with, who they accept? So the first thing I teach people is to optimize their profile. Because every day, LinkedIn is showing your profile to thousands of people through the algorithm based mm-hmm. on where you went to school, where you, what industry you're in, what company, just all those factors that are in your profile. On the sidebar, it says people also viewed on a lot of accounts. And then also, when you connect with somebody under my network, it says you may also know these people. So your profile picture, your name, and your professional headlines show up in front of thousands of people every day. So if you That's optimize really cool. that and make it focused on them <clears throat> instead of you, client-centric, we call it, people say, oh, I want to learn more about how Ted can help me with LinkedIn. And then they read my profile, the about section I teach to tell a story. Don't put repeat your experience there. Talk about a story, like the inside flap <clears throat> of a book. That's basically can teach, tell you more about the book so you want to buy the book. So your about section right. should be about the same way. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you uh, an interesting hack you might want to add for your mastermind in Denver. I, I find someone that I really admire, like you, and I just copy-paste all your content in your profile, put it in my profile, remove all the stuff I had, and just keep my photo and my name the same so that I really come across as a LinkedIn expert. It's worked really great for me. I've seen that many times. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Ken? I bet that gets that person to reach out and talk to you right away. <laughs> and, and by the way, Ted, you have me to thank. I've been filling out your surveys left and right. I have so many people that ask me to fill out surveys that I'm like happy to, and I put your name in it. That's the only time I give you the credit. All right? So <laughs> I'm glad you're making money off my profile. <laughs> Hey, you know, copying is flattery. And I just wanted to be on the air and tell you, thank you. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everybody's right. looking for hacks and shortcuts. Like, I'm just going to steal this from someone. Like, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how, how do people connect with you on LinkedIn and also uh, to learn more about uh, the books you have and your programs? <laughs> uh, my website's yourlinkedincoach.com. And there you James. can find my LinkedIn. LinkedIn is Ted Padromo, P-R-O-D-R-O-M-O-U. <clears throat> and there are two LinkedIn, two, two people on LinkedIn called Ted Padromo. One oh, guy yeah. works at Google. Yeah. So you, you already found me. San Francisco. 
<laughs> and, uh, the funny story is, years ago, some guy kept coming to our door, knocking on the door. He says, is Ted home? And my wife, I was traveling. And my wife said, he's not home. What do, can I help you? And he'd walk away. He did it like three nights in a row. So finally, she followed him down the street. She says, why do you want Ted so bad? Because I'm here to repossess his Buick. Like, we don't own a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The other Ted Pedro was getting his car repossessed, and he kept harassing me. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you have any groups that you started on LinkedIn? And uh, is are groups a great thing to start when you're just getting into LinkedIn? You know, groups, you know, the old internet marketers, they find something that works, and then they kill it by overusing mm-hmm. it. Right. People are just blasting messages to groups, and there's no interaction in most groups. So I don't spend a lot of time in them anymore. But there are some people that are doing really well with groups, but it's tough. You get literally some groups have a million people, and you'll look and see all the new posts every day, hundreds of new posts, and not one comment, like, or share. But with a group as an admin, you have the ability to download the. Um the email addresses, is that correct? Nope, not anymore. You can't even email your entire group anymore as an admin. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty so hard. They've okay, really so they've really away. <clears throat> they don't want people marketing to the groups, so they've made it almost impossible. Yeah, that, that would make it pretty impossible. And, you know, considering a lot of it was probably spam anyway, it was probably the right thing to do. But unfortunately, it also um, wastes a lot of the time people had filtering and creating a group that was, uh, you know, really about the topic and wanted more value. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. The moderators, they set up these groups and they grew organically and then they would harvest all the emails and start messaging these people offline and add them to their email list. So LinkedIn wants to preserve the quality of their user experience. Makes sense. Makes sense. Andre, did you have another question? I have a call with my, I have like two LinkedIn contacts and I have a conference call with them today of actually to talk about Sales Navigator and their future of LinkedIn ads. Oh, well, I'm glad to know that because that is my question is about Sales Navigator because I'm, I'm, I never was premium before and I am premium now and uh, because I'm doing some high end sponsorship stuff and I am finding that um, the old search engine that was so easy for me is no longer there. So I'm finding it um, a, a new path. So we have to go and break, though. So I wanted to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are the Keep Smiling Movement, it, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, and Hit Check, and, of course, Voice America. And we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. Ken Rashawn and Voice America with our sponsors, the Red Carpet Connection, Umbrella Syndicate, and of course, the Keep Smiling Movement. And uh, we had a lot of calls coming in during our break saying, hey, there's a lot of fluff in that first segment. I'm not going to listen unless we get the meat, the meat of LinkedIn in the second segment. So we had to redo our entire show. Our script was completely thrown out. And so everything you're going to hear is all meat. So first of all, Ted, um, why did you become a vegetarian? (laughs) (laughs) I like that fake meat there. <laughs> All right. So um, the questions are obviously going to be at more advanced levels. So I'll be using verbs in this particular part of the segment. And I want you to feel free to really take it to a master's level. Um, assume some of these people are coming in uh, to the masterminds to learn how to really take their business, not just to the next level, but to be at a, a pinnacle standard of being found on LinkedIn, as well as having the right conversations that lead to more efficient, and power sales. So let's start off with, uh, I guess, the limitations. How many connections can you have? And I know we were talking a little earlier about the amount of followers, and that, that got a little confusing to me. So can you break that down, please? Yeah, you can have 30,000 direct <clears throat> connections. So we, I sent you an invitation, and you accepted, or vice versa. Now, once you hit that okay. limit, people have to follow you. So it's kind of like Facebook. Once you hit 5,000 connections, people have to follow you or go to your page. Okay. So it's the same same thing there. Okay. And so if someone has 30,000 connections and 30,000 followers, is that 60 or how does that math work? No, you can have hundreds. You have a million followers. Like okay. Celebrities. Well, not really celebrities on LinkedIn, but thought leaders like Bill Gates and people like that. Okay, so let me ask it a different way. If you have 30,000 connections, you could have 10 followers? Is that, could you have it that low? Is that possible? Well, if you have 30,000 connections, you have 30,000 followers, and then people can follow you outside okay. of that. So you're automatically they can follow your content that you post. Got it. Okay, so uh, once you hit 30,000, do you open up another account? Is it allowed to open up another account? I know a lot of people do that on Facebook. No, you can't have two accounts on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is against their terms of service, but you could. They're not going to stop you unless somebody reports you. I have a lot of people that work a full-time job, and they're starting a a business on the side, a side hustle. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, should I set up a second account for that? I was like, well, if somebody searches for your name and they see two different accounts of the same person, they're going to be confused. Like, you know, when you hire an expert, you want that person to be an expert, not someone that's juggling two or three different careers. Sure. And and that was my point. If you're in the corporate world and then you also have your entrepreneur hat on, it can get a little confusing if you're putting both of them on one account, too. So that's why I was asking that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough to juggle that one. So it's just better to keep one, one profile and have it robust, but use it the way you need to use it for... Uh, I guess growing your entrepreneur part when it's entrepreneur right. and use it the other way when it needs to grow your career. Correct? Right. Okay. So um, there are people that are in the nonprofit space 
and we are certainly included in that now. And we are looking for brands that want to either align themselves or they like the message and they have the opportunity for a tax write-off or they like the value proposition and the, and the mission of that particular cause. How does one kind of navigate LinkedIn to find perhaps the hotel partners, the airline partners, you know, all the expenses that you typically have as a nonprofit? Yeah, they've really watered down the search fields on the free version of LinkedIn. And they also limit you to a certain number of searches per month. Yeah. And then they want you to upgrade to premium. And how much is premium? The other, go ahead. I, I was saying, how much is premium? Um, it's about, gosh, I don't know. I'm so I'm grandfathered in at this really low rate, but it's about 50 bucks a month, I think. It's more than that. And then the other yeah. one is sales navigators, like $80 a month. And that's unlimited searches? Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah, you can do a lot of search fields. Sales Navigator, you can search for people or companies. And then as you, it runs the search 24 hours a day. You can save those searches. So it's always looking for your ideal client. Gotcha. Okay. They still have limitations, though. Um, I just upgraded, and there still are limitations. <clears throat> One of them is like in-mail um, and an offline tenant, I had talked about that. Ted, do you want to give that advice that you had given about the uh, in-mail? Yeah. So in-mail is basically a paid email you can send within LinkedIn. And for the premium accounts, depending what level you're at, you get like 5 10 or 15 per month. But I never use in-mail because if I'm reaching out to people with Sales Navigator, if people have a premium account, they will accept your messages for free on LinkedIn. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. So if your search was to have Southwest as perhaps a partner and you're kind of starting with, hey, I, I, I'm, I don't know who to even find, what would be the approach? So within, let's say, Sales Navigator, okay. you can search for specific people and that work for that company, or you can search for companies that are in the nonprofit area. And you can do you know, set the location if you want just southwest of the US, Arizona, New Mexico, or whatever you want to search, or just search US. And then you pick job titles that you'd want to search, people that you'd want to have conversations with. <clears throat> and you can even do company sizes. So if you want small nonprofits or big nonprofits, there's lots of search fields within there. So for 2020, what is your goal that uh, is, is different than what it was in the past? So what I'm trying to do is I have this thing called Meniere's disease, which is a vertigo thing, an inner ear disorder. And it's gotten progressively worse over the last few years. So it's really hard for me to do as much traveling as I did and really work a 50-hour a week like I was working. So I'm trying to work smarter, not harder. <clears throat> and and how, how are you going about that? What are some examples? So I'm doing, a, I have a membership site now. So instead of doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one consulting and traveling, I'm trying to do more group coaching. So I'm really shifting my business model because I physically just can't be on a plane all the time and traveling all over. I am doing a lot of speaking this year, but I'm really trying to be smarter about it. And, and how do you overcome that since you're obviously affected and you got to fly still? What do you do? There's nothing, no solution to it. Just kind of, I go to a chiropractor. I do really try to watch what I see. Like today I woke up and it's raining here and my ears totally plugged. So I just have to deal with it. I'll go to the chiropractor later today. He does this adjustment and hopefully it helps. That's wild. Pretty interesting. I can't bike ride anymore. I can't do a lot of anything related to balance, long hikes. Hmm. It's really frustrating. I bet. I bet. Um, well, I will be so praying for you. Like, one example I'm doing with Sales Navigator, I teach Sales Navigator training. And usually big companies like Fortune 500 companies have in-house trainers, and they'll do most of that training. So what I do is I search LinkedIn for a company that has a sales team of five to 20 sales reps. 
So you can actually put that in there. How many, how big is that department? Then you can also put in criteria if that department is growing. So if you are looking for companies with a sales team of 10 to 20 people and they're growing 25%, you can actually put that in Sales Navigator and then it reaches out and says, hey, here's a thousand companies that meet that criteria. Then I'll start finding the sales managers and reaching out to them with messages. So can you, the first question would be, is your sales team using Sales Navigator? The old Dean Jackson question. If they say yes, I say, hey, would you like to learn more about it? Or I have a whole script set up that'll take people from, hey, you need help with Sales Navigator. Here's how I can help you. And, and tell me a little bit of how you do help them. So I'll do, some people want me to come on site and train them for a day. Some people want to do like one hour a week you know, during their sales team meetings. They want, or some people just want videos. So the, everybody wants it their own way, of course. <laughs> sure. But it's easy to do these days. You know, I, can, I can do an online Zoom call or I can do recorded videos. So if, if we were uh, thriving because we do Keep Smiling Mixers in different cities and we wanted to use LinkedIn to find the movers and shakers, as it were, and perhaps the authors and speakers that reside in that city, is that, um, is that a way to really build those mixers? Yeah. If you're doing local events, connect with everybody that's attending those, then the LinkedIn algorithm says, here are more people like the people you just connected with. The algorithm does all the matching for you. It's like match.com, right? <laughs> right. Yep. That's very cool. <laughs> A lot yeah, of things you we, put in your profile. <laughs> and have you gotten some uh, proposals like that? I have. I was shocked that I got them on uh, LinkedIn. I'm like, no, wrong match, guys. <laughs> LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> no, no one's ever hitting on me on LinkedIn. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're just not telling us about it. <laughs> I put a shirtless photo up there once, and nobody, nobody bit. I tried. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead, Andre. I know you have another question related to the book. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ken. I couldn't help but on that one. Um, when. Um, so, uh, like right now, I just looked up, I was taking your advice right in the moment and doing this. So, I'm reaching out to the guy to connect to him. And I realized you can still do the personal message. So, um, you're saying that your script is like you just reach out to him like a normal person. Say, hi, how are you doing? This is what I'm up to. And then to connect with them. Is that how you do that? What's, what's your like script or method for that without giving, you know, everything away? Okay. So, one when I have fun, I sent out. Last week, I sent about 60 invitations out, and I got 30 responded already. And I just said, LinkedIn keeps showing me your profile, so I take it as a sign we need to connect. And it's because I keep seeing their profile, and the people also viewed or under my network, or it's just somebody I want to connect with because they're a sales manager in the right size department. And they, okay. the response is like, oh, LinkedIn's algorithm's pretty smart. They respond with good comments back. So it's a fun conversation and it lowers their guard then because we're having fun instead of, hi, I'm Ted. I'm a sales navigator trainer. Want to buy from me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so with regard to engagement uh, or getting people interested in you, video is the way to go. What, what is your recommendation there? Sometimes videos, I got to do more videos because they get a great response. The native video, the upload directly to LinkedIn works really well. Another feature yeah. that most people, LinkedIn's terrible about telling us what they have available, but if you're on your phone in the LinkedIn app and I want to send you a message, I can send you a text message, but there's also a little plus sign there. And if you click on the plus sign, there's all these other options. So you can record a video right from your phone Hey, Andrea, thanks for connecting. I look forward to learning more about what you do in a video, and you send it right there. That is pure gold. It sure is. And I was going to say, um, a friend of mine who's a videographer did a presentation uh, last year, and I he said he did a just a, a, a test of what a video would do on Facebook versus LinkedIn. And even boosting the Facebook ad with $10, the LinkedIn ad, uh, video outperformed it 
uh, night and day. Like it was like twice as much, and the engagement was over the charts higher too. Yeah, LinkedIn people are there. They're in the business mindset. <clears throat> business to business works best. Facebook, you know, who knows what they're there for? They're to have fun or get into some debates about politics or I don't know. But, you know, the, their mindset is totally different on LinkedIn. They have money to spend because most of them work for big companies that have budgets. Right. All right. Well, we're going to have Andrea ask one more question. We're going to go to rapid fire. Um, okay. Thank you. So, all right. So you said groups are out and uh, email don't bother with a long email. So my other question would be, um, uh, you're talking about the pictures of people. So uh, I have heard that we should do it with smiles because that shows that people trust and like you. Is that your recommendation as well? Yeah. It's friendly, approachable smile. Yeah. Sounds there right was, <laughs> yeah, Make there sure was some the background people- is, is clear too, because sometimes people have a lot of distraction in the background of the picture. So it's just, you want them to see your face. Well, I had a friend of mine that uh, was using the Gump approach, and that is where you use zero muscles in your face and you look like you're just about to drool. And he said he was doing horrible on LinkedIn, so I think this advice is going to be very helpful for him. Well, I saw one profile. It's this guy has this great smile, but he's got this red light shining on his face and a bright red background. It's like, wow, if you had a good background... Then in his banner above, he's got a face just like you mentioned. It looks like he has a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to go ahead to rapid fire. And I have, uh, I'm going to do something different this time because you got to step it up in 2020. So a book that changed your life and a business book that you would recommend to someone to read starting this year. Oh, gosh. Perry Marshall's 80-20 marketing is a game changer. Ooh. Okay. So that's the one you recommend. Is that the one that changed your life too? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Andrea? What is a song that gets you amped up? A song that gets me amped up. Gosh, I'm such a nerd. I've like hardly listened to a lot of music anymore. <laughs> when I was listening to personal development stuff, my wife says, aren't you fixed yet? <laughs> <laughs> So this next question is going to sound a little self-serving, but I promise you it's not. Why is our show considered your favorite show? (laughs) Because you like Al Gore, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, Hey, Andre, get that get that quote in our in our website as soon as possible. (laughs) I I am. It's up already. All right. Good, Andre. That's the sound bites. <laughs> Andre? Um, what is, if you had a superhero power, what would it be? <clears throat> Intuition. Mm. Okay, so um, hopefully this is a comfortable one. Uh, wh- who's the most amazing person you've linked up with on LinkedIn? Ooh, on LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And if you want to, you can give a shout out to two or three if it's too diff- if it's too tough to just do one. Gosh, I'm trying to think of one person that I've connected with on LinkedIn that has made a huge difference. Vivica von Rosen. She's a LinkedIn expert, and she, we've become really good friends. We're technically competitors, but we're not. <clears throat> cool, Andrea. What did you want to be when you were a little kid? A football player. <laughs> All and five after your foot, football. four inches of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, what is a movie that inspires you? Oh, boy. I'm just thinking of all the bad movies I've seen lately. <laughs> well, you know, while you're thinking, I just want to tell you, I, I think it's high time that they make the LinkedIn movie. They did the social network. I mean, everyone's really excited about it. The LinkedIn story. No, it's like going to the library. It's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's sitting there being polite. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't rip anybody off when they started LinkedIn. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. So maybe maybe I'm going to actually not recommend they make a movie about it. <laughs> yeah. It'd be really boring. 
So do you have a movie that you uh, love to either hit when you want to be inspired or just a movie you'd like to share that makes you happy? Oh, gosh. The, like Friday Night Lights movie, those kind of, those high school football movies always get me. Cool. Rudy, Rudy. And by the way, I, Ted, I'm sorry I'm asking such hard questions. I know that these have been zingers, so um, I, I just wanted to tell you I'm sorry. You're wearing me out, man. <laughs> Andrea. All right. So you uh, said that you are self-proclaimed nerd or geek, computer geek. So what is the technology that you would love uh, to have created? You know, I've been in technology for 40 years. And there's like new stuff that comes out on the iPhones that drives my wife and I crazy. Like, I know how to do this stuff and I can't figure it out anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So to make technology old people friendly <laughs> i'm not that old but <laughs> i feel really old and then my kids come in like oh you do this to see like oh gee <laughs> well i'm not i'm not gonna let you down with a final zinger but uh what is a quote that you like or live by gosh just really it can be honest i don't have a specific quote my mother always says, just be honest in life and you'll be fine. <clears throat> you know, when I tell people that I lie, I tell them, I'm telling you the truth. And so it's been a really tough thing to, you know, confess honestly that you lie all the time. Because it's like, well, well it's reverse. It. Mar- all marketers are liars and I'm a marketer, so I must be a liar. <laughs> yes. To be honest. <laughs> Seth Godin, right? All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, first of all, thank you, Ted, for spending an hour with us. And you gave us such great information. Um, I look forward to seeing how we can create this into um, a key smiling book and chapter. And maybe we can make it the the LinkedIn edition of people you want to know that, you know, cause and inspire smiles in the world. So that would be really kind of a neat project for us to do together. And I'm just very thankful that Andrea uh, has met you 12 years ago and we were able to bring this connection live on the show. And I'm wishing you a great 2020. Happy New Year. And I'm going to have Andrea just give a shout out to our, our sponsors. Uh, yes, again, thanks to our sponsors, The Red Carpet Connection, The Umbrella Syndicate, Keep Smiling Movement, and Hit Check, and of course, Voice America. Thank you very much. Ted, have a great week, and we look forward to building something really powerful with you. Stay amplified. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.